0: We are so back. We are back in the in-center again. It's been a couple weeks. Enjoyed the holiday. Hope you guys all enjoyed yours, too. We are stoked to be back.
1: A lot of news. A lot of yeah. Penguins news.
0: Good old penguin stuff to talk about, finally, so we could uh, show our genius whenever <laughs> it comes down to things. Oh, man. So, 4th. Happy birthday, America. America won. Sure did. Anyways, so we got the pens. There was uh, Kyle Dubas is doing some good work. I like to see it. I like to see it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We clean it up. We got Riley Smith for a third rounder during the draft uh, just a few weeks, a couple days ago there. uh, During the draft. Uh, The same one we uh, traded away for Teddy Bluger. And I'm sure people in three years will be asking and clamoring to bring back that draft pick. Yeah. Just because. Just because it's a Penguins thing to do. Oh, look at him. We could have been this guy. We could have been for us. We needed to bring that pick back. Bring it back. <laughs> I mean, like Phil Gustafson. Nobody thought to trade him and wanting him back. But now we're kind of yeah. like, oh, wish well, we should kind of had him back. Yeah. Wish we would have traded Jari, not him. <laughs> yeah. And so then the draft, the draft, uh, Nev, you landed the uh, the Brandon Yeager pick. That was yeah. pretty rad. Um, got some shout-outs on the Soch there. Um, see, Yeager, you, you big on this kid, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think he's going to be pretty good here in the next, what, two, three years, I would say. I mean,
0: he's got a good skating
1: ability. He's good in both ends. <laughs> yeah. His shot's Unreal. I don't know if you've watched anything of him lately, but
0: I will say whenever I was watching his shot, I would kind of watch just like one of the highlight tapes. Sure, the highlight tapes, they're gonna show the best and not yeah, the worst. Right. But like that just his shot reminded me a lot of Phil Kessel. Yes. To a eerie extent, actually. Just the way he would scorch down that one wing and mm-hmm, then just mm-hmm. let a flick go. Far side. And just like, just a flick of the wrist and like that deceptive shot. I like seeing it. Um I mean, there was a couple others. I mean, I'm not really like it's 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 a crapshoot. Like Philip Sedina from the Red Wings, who was like, yeah, he was a to go. pick, and yeah, who's and now just he's consensus. done. Consensus Montreal and Ottawa were all in shambles because they didn't draft him. And well, I think well Montreal maybe not better, but Ottawa definitely got the right guy there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, well, and then who knows about the rest? Of them. We'll just see about the rest of the picks. Yeah, I don't. It's know. always a dart throw after that. Yeah, you hope yeah, for yeah, the best, round, but. I mean, he got just as much of a shot that he never even suits up for an AHL game, let alone an NHL yeah, game. Yeah, exactly.
1: So. Yeah. I mean, just look at – but you could also find those diamonds in the rough, like Jake Ensel, third-round pick. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. Time will, time will tell on yeah. those. Yep, absolutely. Time will absolutely tell. Or, uh, yeah, because, I mean, I, I didn't see any of the prospect game. I don't care enough to watch it. No. No. But um, I did go see the Bucko game. Ooh, there you go. Yeah, that was uh, uh what was that? Friday, June thirtieth, last day of June. Against the Brewers? Yeah, Milwaukee the Brewers. Off. Yeah, Carlos Santana. I swear I don't know, I get like I get a buzz going in that building and then I just get yinzered up. Come on, Buckers, let's okay, go, I,
1: Pittsburgh. I haven't been to a game in years, but
0: yeah, it gets the, you get to see the, uh, yeah, city like drop you see, you background. see it on social
1: media. And then, like, especially games like that, where, you know, it was a walk off in the bottom of the ninth. Oh, dude, like, it was, man. it was the
0: first pitch, and there was zero doubt because I oh, was kind of yeah. like right behind home plate, too. Like, well, not right behind it, but like up, but up back of things and like kind of on the third baseline. And, uh, oh, it just, he just crushed it. Like, yeah, it was, just, yeah, pure, it was one of those, like right just, off the bat, you could tell gone. Good enough. Did you see
1: the, uh, Somebody did a voiceover of Greg Brown who was one of the Pirates like radio and TV announcers. He started singing one of the San, Carlos Santana songs. Like Santana.
0: Which one was it? I, uh, I messed him up. Was it Smooth? No, it's I like a
1: Spanish it one where fun. he's like it's kind of just, he's
0: Oh yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, yep, it's, it's I can't think of the words in Spanish, words. but yeah. he's
1: like singing that uh, we're not over, cult, it. We're not
0: cultured enough I'm to not, speak multiple I languages. <laughs> You just know it was like oh you're saying words that I don't recognize it was neat. I know them from
1: a song I couldn't tell you how to say them though
0: <laughs> but yeah no I mean it, it, yeah, I I used I mean I played a couple of years I wasn't any good but I mean I mean you, you get behind the plate and you get to watch the guy I don't know I, mean, I grew up in the area with Rob McCoyack and uh, Nate McClouth. It's hysterical wearing the Nate McLeod shirt to the games because it's like hmm, who else here has a shirt that is older than mine? Kip Moreland doesn't wasn't that somebody. Kip Wells. Kip Wells,
1: yeah. Who was there was a Moreland too? I can't remember. There was a name. Mitch Moreland at one point. Yeah, I think that's probably who I was thinking of. A, I don't those know. are two different eras of pirates. I sucking. couldn't tell you. Oh, yeah. Dude,
0: my brain is just filled up with like all this useless pirate information from the two thousands that will help nobody out <laughs> whatsoever. And I I, I don't know how to get rid of it.
1: <laughs> same but with hockey <laughs> yeah i mean same
0: here too and and the nfl yeah no i'm and just hockey pretty much Yeah, then yeah, yeah. they uh believe the buckos then proceeded to drop the next two in uh against the uh brewers had a couple of interesting games against the dodgers uh, there's so many games i lose track
1: yeah I, I can't follow last the I saw they seasons. were in
0: third place in their division which I was like hey that's not fourth that's not <laughs> fifth <laughs> it's that's, it's you're doing that they are they are doing things they are kind of positive things oh we got a ten o'clock game tonight against the Dodgers too oh there we go that'll be out. shout out There's to Yinzer
1: David bednard making his second. Uh, All-Star appearance.
0: That is news. That is indeed that, news. That's
1: about the extent of my baseball news and knowledge, guys. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, nope. they are back in fourth place now. Never mind. So, so much for the top three in the division. They're
1: though. only half a game back behind Chicago,
0: though. Yeah, but the Cubs have already kicked their asses like six different times this year in humiliating fashions and one what? way after another.
1: When you have a minus 40 run differential, I don't think you really deserve...
0: So did you know that they expanded their playoffs too? The MLB? Yeah, no, I didn't. Yeah, know it's it. like it's is they used to just have like uh, the, the three division winners and one wild card, and I think it's like up to like 16. I, I don't know exactly, hmm. um, but this I think is it's news like the to me. yeah, I think this is going to be the first season doing it. So there, there is stupidly some hope. I think the, honestly though, it looks like the easier way is to win the division. But they, but I mean, the, red, the, reds are also, the, the Reds are also prone to falling apart. Did, did right? we
1: at least win the wild the last wild card game we were in?
0: No. I can't remember. Yeah, so like, no. let's win a wild card game first. No, I want to win a series. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Just like with the Penguins going uh, balls to the wall with Eric Carlson. Yeah, yeah, I so hope so. That's that would I, be awesome. I want to see series one. Sorry pirates we we I want to talk about this because Pittsburgh seems to be having some Eric Carlson fever dreams lately and I thought it was crazy at first I said didn't they didn't they just try this in San Jose whenever they brought Brent Burns and Carlson and had them together and it, and now they're there and trying to sell both well Burns is already gone now I was iffy but now I mean he is a true power play quarterback
1: 101 points on that team.
0: I mean, for a defenseman even to put up that kind of numbers is just bonkers. I think he's
1: the first defenseman in 30 years to do that since Brian Leach, I do believe. Really? I'm pretty sure that was a stat I saw. Wow.
0: Yeah, so they just don't – because he just lets the offense run through him and – and the idea of a power play just looking like that. Imagine, ca- imagine
1: Chris Letang is running your second power play unit.
0: I don't know if that would fly. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just uh, the way I see it playing out is that they would probably just do Sid, Sid Malkin, Malkin Gensel, Gensel,
1: Carlson, Letang. yep. <laughs> and they do not come off of the ice.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean come off the icing. You got get some other shuffles in there. I mean, you got to mm-hmm. like, Riley Smith can maybe get out I mean, there. Yeah, Riley Jake Smith take a break and boy, that's not good. Riley Smith,
1: maybe maybe Mikhail Gramlin depending on how if he gets starts.
0: So that's the other big thing too. I just don't know how they fit him with the money. And, and everybody seems to be wondering. And this is why I guess Kyle Dubas is in the position he is in, because he's probably going to figure this way out, and it's going to melt our minds. Yeah. And we're going to be like, whoa, this, this is good. Gonna, How did the they hell? do this? Whoa. And because I, I – I, why would they keep him in San Jose? And I feel like they just almost are going to do it. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, think, and I feel like it's almost going to be like a, a return – that is very – not what you would expect the market to be for a Norris-trophy-winning like yeah. defenseman. Because, I mean, of the only teams – I mean, I've heard of are the Penguins and Carolina, but Carolina is uh, –
1: I just don't think do they they're want, able do, to. Do
0: they want to do 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 you, Do, they, re, do they really
1: – I was going to say, do they really want to try Brent Burns and Eric Carlson again?
0: Yeah. And, I mean, that might be Older. Some, yeah, and th- I mean, maybe that is their Carolina Hurricane fever dream. Maybe it's a Kane's fan fiction. I I don't know, but, you know, Sharks fans is Kane's fan fictions. But either way, and, and uh, but uh, either way, you get Carlson on that team because I it, I don't even care who else you really have. Like that's just the team that's gonna be back in playoff series winning mode. But anyway, with root news that they actually did make, though, because we did kind of switch into the Bucko talk before we wrapped up with the Riley Smith stuff, um, because July 1st was the first day of the free agency after my Bucko game. Which, by the way, I I'm allowed at these games. They just need to just. I think I want to see what my old time record is whenever they attend. Whenever I'm at a home game, mm-hmm. just just gotta, you know keep it in mind. Maybe I'll just start keeping track. Go through the go through the data books. Yeah, we we'll put a little notch in your belt every time. Yeah, yeah, and be the official number one fan by win percentage. Yeah, it's <laughs> an idea. But uh, so yeah, July first was the free agency day. Yeah, and a big one. Yeah, I mean, not really in terms of like the big bucks spent. I mean, well, Ryan Graves he got himself a pretty solid deal with yeah. us. Uh, he was got him six years. Yeah, let me see here. Uh, Just, it was under year, five million. Yeah,
1: six years that'll end in the Penguins' down years and their bad years, bound to be. Yeah,
0: it's a contract you can move. It's still a contract that'll be moved by bad years. I mean, cab.
1: after Sidney Crosby, Malkin, Latang, after all that. What if that doesn't happen? What if Sid plays like another eight years? Just as, like, Chris Chelios and plays until his yeah. mid-40s. I, I could see it. Yeah. I I really could. He turns into, like, a Yager or something.
0: Yeah. he's like, buys the team and then plays. This is Penguin fan fiction here, baby. Yeah. Is it more, more, we're still having fever dreams out here of Sidney Crosby just playing until he's 48 in an effective role. But but back to the Ryan Grave signing, I, I, I think
1: that's, like, a perfect Brian Dumlin replacement. I don't think... Especially with the guys that were out there, I don't know how many other guys play that kind of a game, and I think that's going to be perfect for a partner for a Latang.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the big size, big reach of the stick, that's going to be some, Mm-hmm. It's smart. I don't know if he's necessary. I mean, he knows how to get put his body in the way good.
1: Right, that's what I mean. He's smart about Put it.
0: shots on net. I like to see it. Because sometimes you just need a simple reset at the point and just clap it on, create some more chaos, you know. Yep. Um, and then we have got the uh, nice revamp bottom six. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm um, really, seven. I'm really liking this look right yeah. now. So, so who was your highlight signing of that bottom six? Out of curiosity, like the your uh, so the, there's a good bit. Yeah. Because I think the first one of the day was Matt Nieto, and I'm gonna be honest, I was kind of. Yeah, okay. I mean, I didn't dislike he's not, it, but he's, he's not
1: an offensive player. No, but he's gonna play. A he's solid. gonna he's gonna be the little water bug that pisses you off and and forechecks his balls off, and just does not stop playing.
0: Maybe kind of like my, uh, the he Michael might help Bunting role.
1: Yeah, a little bit because he, he, he likes to get under skin a little bit. He likes to piss some people off. and
0: yeah, We don't have anybody that really does that. No, no. And I was hoping... Jason Zucker, who's now gone. Yeah, and I was kind of hoping candidates. that we
1: were going to be able to uh, to pick up Tyler Bertuzzi in the free agency. And I think he only got one year, five million. Five and a half, I believe. I, I mean, I, I know that right now where we are, it would have been hard to try to fit it in. But... I wouldn't have been against it had we done it and had to move a couple of pieces.
0: Mm, yes and no. I don't know. I kind of like what we did.
1: I like. Oh, don't get me wrong. I like what we did. Uh, so back to your original question, which is which of them is my favorite signings? If we can get the Lars Eller from like the the Capitals years, like where we were going at him hard in the playoff against him in the playoffs every year, I like that as a third line center for us.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he can be a pretty solid player. Cheap, um, a cheaper
1: deal, two million dollars, I think, a year around there for two three years. Too. Not bad. Maybe yeah,
0: two years, just about under two and a half. But
1: I th- I think the n- the new staple of the Penguins bottom six is going to be Nolachari.
0: Yeah, I, that's that signing is huge for the Penguins team. I was going to say I think that was going to be my main staple too, because uh, Achari is just a. Uh, he just kind of seems like that perfect bottom six guy that's really going to round out everything and I wouldn't say necessarily hammers people Well, maybe he kind of he does it he can yeah. he doesn't go out
1: searching for it or do it at every shift but the guy can definitely put the body on and, and, and but again he's just one of those players where it's he's hard he makes it hard to play against him to hard hard for a defenseman to want to play against him because defenseman going back for a puck on the forecheck is knowing he's just going to get leveled into the wall or and probably end up causing a turnover so
0: yeah yeah and that's true and that's it's just and it's a deeper because you i mean we just rattled he's off three some, of them he's got some we just rattled off of three time. names too just uh it just seems like a deeper bottom six all around I uh, got some young guys like, like that land, Alex Nylander could help out a bit, too, in that mix. I don't know about in the bottom six role, but maybe shifting Probably up to the top a little bit six. Higher. Yeah. I, maybe, so. Get Rust into a third line. I was going to say,
1: yeah, move Rust back down to a third line. Still not a bad third line. I mean, Raleigh Smith is a center, correct? Center I wing he was combo. Pro- I believe
0: he was predominantly playing the wing in Vegas. So I mean I believe left so wing.
1: You can you could do you could do a Lars Eller or a Nolachari on your third line with a Brian Rust and then you know, like I said Lars Eller or Nolachari, I guess whoever whichever one you want to swap onto the wing. Yeah, we we'll
0: put Matt Nieto in the mix too. Him, yeah, well I, I mean you just have a lot more pieces to play with. There's also yeah. Drew O'Connor still mm-hmm. out there as well. He's going to arbitration. And you got I mean, there's still Mikkel Granlunds and Carter, and, and,
1: and but Yeah. <laughs> Mikkel Granlund didn't – I mean, he was bad for the Penguins, but when you look at it, he wasn't terrible in Nashville.
0: I mean, he – I think was he just he also had nobody to no, play with but, other than Drew O'Connor. Yeah, exactly. And that bottom so six, like, that was just a train wreck That's last what
1: year. I mean. And so, I think you get him some guys that can actually play a little bit.
0: Yeah, and I just feel like you're just a lot deeper of a team currently. Yeah. Than where you stood going into free agency. And just looking at the forwards too, it just feels a lot deeper. Uh, elander Nieto, Chari, Eller, yeah. Like so, you got like some really solid players. You get Eric Carlson in that mix somehow.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you can get Eric Carlson in that mix and not trade a Marcus Petterson, then you, you, then you have uh, uh, Latang Graves, Pedersen, Carlson, and Ruda and Joseph. I mean, that's. That's a hell of a defensive core, if you
0: ask me. Send Joseph part of, part of the deal. Trust us, he's still a young prospect. It'll be great. He just needs more ice time. San Jose, you got plenty of for him. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not against him. He's. I don't know. I think I'd rather see well, Ty, Ty Smith. Smith. I think I'd rather see Ty Smith at this point. I think I'm kind of over. I don't think the PO Joseph thing's going to go anywhere at this point. He's just a little skinny. I don't know. It's just, I I saw it a fair amount last year. He just kind of. The problem is, I think last year's
1: pick is going to be that way too. Owen Pickering. He's got that same kind of tall, lengthy, no real size. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see in the next couple of years.
0: Yeah, we shall see them develop. You never know because it's tough to. They're just kids and just 19 year olds and 18 year olds getting drafted. Just little babies that don't even know what to do yet.
1: Unless your name is Connor Bedard, then you're just going to be a, yeah. a god.
0: Yeah. So I did want to talk about that because, as uh, I've mentioned a couple of times, I am a fantasy hockey champion uh, this season, last season, and uh, I, I was curious and uh, just kind of where, like, where, where do you? Because I don't know, if people around here really even understand like Connor Bedard yet. Maybe they've seen, him, maybe not. I, I think. Um, I think he might step right in and be like one of these top thirty players in the league. Like, pretty. I've quick. heard a lot, a <laughs> lot of people around
1: the NHL talking about how Connor Bedard, like setting the over under at like sixty five and a half points. I think, and I've heard a, a vast. I want to that over. I was going to say a vast majority are saying well over sixty five so, and a half because I
0: actually low key kind of like what Chicago did, like Insulating they got him with
1: t- Taylor Hall.
0: Taylor I mean, Hall, Corey Perry, Nick Foligno, and Nick Foligno. I mean,
1: and and they still have a pretty, like, heavy team around that, too. I'm pretty sure.
0: I mean, they're mostly jabronis and bums at that oh, point. Yeah, but but in like, Athens, see you just being a speedy guy? Yeah. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. I mean, I don't know what to – I don't think Chicago will still be a very good team necessarily, but –
1: no, I don't think I, they will. I think the
0: offense might finally be back in that in uh in the Windy City. Yeah,
1: I think so. Their their defense is still struggling, but
0: you need a kid
1: that in seven WHL playoff games had twenty points.
0: That's, That's pretty bonkers.
1: Unreal.
0: Kind of he, like video game like numbers like we saw McDavid put up last season.
1: Five foot ten, hundred and eighty five pounds he became the first western hockey league skater with at least 140 points in 27 seasons and had a had a 35 game point streak and in that point 35 game point streak 44 goals 46 assists and <laughs> i know it's a <laughs> and that's like I, I, and I the western hockey league for those that don't know yes it's junior it's under 20 but the western hockey league is like not i, I it's the biggest guys. It's not the biggest league, but it's like mostly the biggest guys. They're most like 6'2, 210, 220. That's what you're seeing.
0: A lot of like Midwestern Canadian boys. Yeah.
1: Farm boys. Yeah. So we kind of know what farm boys are around here.
0: But. Oh, yeah. There's got, got a fair amount out here, too.
1: But just imagine. Playing against a kid that's five foot hundred and eighty five pounds, and he's just making you look like an absolute fool.
0: I mean, I fully expected at this a day and age. Now that I'm over yeah. thirty, right? So like, I'm I'm terrified of him.
1: In seven World Championship games, he had twenty three points.
0: For seven
1: Canada. games, seven games,
0: twenty three points. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty astounding numbers, and that's against. Different and that's against yeah. it's still under twenty competition, but yeah, I think I think I might go in the oh boy, go to the opening mean, game because I remember well because I remember I drafted McDavid in his rookie year, and I couldn't tell you for the, for the life of me where I got him. But
1: oh, uh, I wasn't talking about fantasy hockey. I was uh, talking about like going to the game because the first game of the year we play Chicago.
0: At that'll home. probably be a pretty pricey ticket. I hope well. Yet yeah, again we didn't make playoffs. They should reduce the price. It should be pretty down. They should just give us free tickets because yeah. we just talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> and and for all of our services for the Penguins organization over the years. Oh
1: yeah, because we've done so much for
0: them. Oh yeah. But not not to not to degrade them or disgrace them at all.
1: Yeah. But shout out to our guy or some of our boys out in Columbus, man. They got a pretty good draft pick.
0: Yeah, that was kind of a shocker, too, from the draft weekend. A uh, little
1: bit, yeah.
0: Because everybody had Fantilli. As everybody team.
1: had Fantilli. Did you see there was a guy, like, outside of the draft? He had a custom Anaheim Ducks jersey made. 23 Fantilli. And they picked Leo Carlson.
0: Crushing. <laughs> he's, Dude he's, probably spent
1: 150 bucks on that jersey.
0: Yeah, why not just at least gamble on it and just make like 50 bucks off of what you think should definitely happen. But yeah, because, uh, yeah, be interesting. I don't know exactly how, what to expect from the ducks on that, but yeah, Columbus though, that's, um, well, another Michigan kid. I'm sure that I'm sure those Buckeye faithful love that. Yeah. Another, another I, texted
1: one of my, I texted one of our, uh, Ohio buddies that night. And I said, well, you guys got to, you got somebody you basically shouldn't have gotten in this draft pick, you know? He should have gotten picked before he had the chance to go to Columbus. I was like, this kid's going to be so good for Columbus. He's going to be like a godsend to that team. And then I told him he played for the University of Michigan.
0: And he was like, fuck.
1: I was like, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> it's
0: like him and Wierenski and Yeah, I was like, dude, yeah, how does it feel
1: for like three of your best five players to be from Michigan? Because uh, Fantilli, like you said, Wierenski, and then Kent Johnson as well. That was the other one, Ken yeah.
0: Johnson. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, uh, time will tell. If they win him a cup, they might um, find a new biggest rival. Yeah, right. But <laughs> I think, so, I mean, back that, that to Anaheim.
1: Scandalous? Anaheim's just. Do
0: they, do they feel directionless to me?
1: No, I think so. Their their GM now, uh, Pat Verbeek. I think he's their GM, right? Anyway, I believe so. He he was. In the uh, Red Wings organization for many years, and he was under Ken Holland. And we all know Ken Holland loved to draft Swedish players. Nicholas Lidstrom, Johan Franzen. Need I continue? The list continues. Please continue. I I think that that's where Thomas Holmstrom, (laughs) uh, Nicholas Cronwall. Okay, I got it. I had to do that for myself because I was running out of ideas there. But, um so, yeah, I think that's kind of where the consensus was, where, like, going into the draft, or, like, you know, in the weeks, whatnot, going into the draft, everybody was like, oh, it's going to be Fantilly, Fantilly, number two.
0: Yeah. And then you, you get to,
1: the like, the, the couple of days before the draft, and then all of a sudden it was like, well, they might go Carlson. I was like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, because there's been, like, things, like, run right, a rampant. Or, like, I remember – um there's like a rampant rumor for the NFL draft that the Kentucky quarterback, Will Levis, was supposed to go. Yeah. He's going to go number one overall to Carolina, and all the sports books shifted odds on things. I don't think any sports books shifted odds on that, though. No. And they don't care enough.
1: <laughs> and then shout out to San Jose picking a kid by the name of Will Smith from the United States National Team Development Program.
0: No, 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 no.
1: He literally walked up to the Fresh Prince of Bel Air intro song, like from the show.
0: Oh yeah, I'm, I'm well aware. I love me a good throwing back. Bringing like, yeah, back you, reference. you can't go,
1: you can't go wrong there. And then, I, I the the one pick that I think upsets me the most is Matt Mishkov going to the Flyers.
0: You were hoping to get him.
1: I wasn't necessarily hoping to get him because I figured if if Washington was able to pick him I figured they were going to being that he's got to have ties to Ovechkin. Yeah, he figured. But, but to go to go to the Flyers for that kid. <laughs> but I from what I heard I guess he he went and had like a meeting with them and a couple of nights before the draft or whatever they shut down the uh the Flyers practice facility there in Voorhees that we've been to. Yeah. They shut that down to have him come in and talk to them. And I guess Danny Briere was saying he expressed, like, tons of interest into being a Philadelphia
0: Flyer, and it made me sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because – but, I mean, I can see why, like, somebody would want to go to Philly and bring them a championship if they're outside of the country because they saw, you know, Eagles fans eating horse shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean – I guess that's kind of appealing to a Russian watching somebody eat horse shit. I don't know. That would probably make me want to go see.
0: <laughs> make me want to be a fan of that team. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't want to be the fan of the team that has to eat. Because I mean, I like having a teams that have won championships. Just we know what we know what pain holes. is. We know what pain is like with the Buckos. Yeah, you know, because we you've seen three winning seasons in your lifetime. Yeah. Uh, actually, it's my lifetime too. I'm say yeah. Uh, I was an <laughs> in, I was an infant in '92 for the Sid Bream incident. I didn't see shit. <laughs> Don't remember jack shit. No, no, nothing at all. That <laughs> Mitchkov.
1: Yeah, I. I that kid's gonna. He's gonna. If I believe, if there's anybody that's going to, uh. I think Ovechkin's going to break Wayne Gretzky's goal record. And I think if anybody in the next however many years is going to do it other than Connor McDavid, I think it'll be it'll be Matve,
0: Matve Mishkov. That's a pretty wild take.
1: The kid he had better numbers in juniors and world juniors and all that than Ovechkin did. More goals per game, everything.
0: Yeah, the next so. Yeah.
1: I mean from there you can only
0: it's kind of a shame it's going to be a couple of years well good actually maybe he'll figure it come to his senses and the Flyers will keep going in a draining spiral <laughs> as they go with celebrity brain crashes Their yeah as their as their uh idea of a new leadership is by bringing in all the NBC executives <laughs> well not executives but uh you know hockey guys I I still can't believe they brought in Edzo like oh wait I, I, wait,
1: I didn't even see that Edzo? I knew they brought in uh, Keith Jones, but I didn't know they brought in Eddie Olchuk.
0: Yeah. They brought in Eddie Olchuk. I oh. can't remember the role name, but they brought in Keith Jones, Eddie Olchuk, Patrick Sharp.
1: Pierre Maguire.
0: <laughs> I think they're look I think they're actually I saw a thing too that they think they were looking at Danny Heatley. I don't know how <laughs> I don't know how credible that is. I but- wouldn't
1: no it's probably from the re- that Danny Heatley account on Twitter. But back to the Penguin signings. What you, what are your thoughts on the Jari signing? First of all,
0: that is the hot take around Pittsburgh now, ain't it? Yeah, Yeah, that is. Oh man, oh boy, I that's a that's a tough tale. Let me tell you a tale. <laughs> I was a young man last year at one point, and mm-hmm. it was a tough season. It also, you know, it's the tough seasons are also what makes championship teams. I drafted Tristan Jari. And things were fun at first. They were he was winning. Things were great. And I was winning. And you know, I also had me Connor Hellebuck too, so that didn't really matter. But yeah. not like anybody cares about my team, but I care. Anyways. I draft but then, you know, everything starts happening last year and I was so done. Like by the by the time March rolled around, it felt like it was just I felt like I had aged ten years. Just trying to be like Jari's like homeboy. Yeah, I was, just because I go to, to the games, I think like, I wouldn't even like be mad at him or anything. I'd just be like, ah, oh, just is trying me. to figure out what the fuck
1: he's doing half the time. Like
0: yelling at him like he's my brother. Like, come on, Tristan, get out there and get out there. And come on, stop some pucks today. Stop some pucks today, bro. Please. Oh boy, he's done for. Oh, I gotta get him off my team quick. And it, it took me until about March, but then I did end up dropping him. But. The the moral of the story is is like I was ultra invested in Tristan Jari's contract year last year, and I didn't I didn't want him back. I didn't see a reason to bring him back. There were rumors of the chronic hip injury that were as well going on. I don't know how much credibility is still in those reports, but I mean they are out there. Might have just been one doctor that said it. Could have gotten a second, third opinion. Guys said. Mm don't look that bad to us, but one guy thinks it might be chronic. That's, if I had to take a guess. Right.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I don't like the the money value in the term. I don't necessarily like either.
0: But in the last episode of the Center, Mm -hmm. we literally sat here and discussed all of our free agent options and we were sick. Like, at the end of it, I think I, I was, I was, like, not feeling well at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I think my stomach chemistry was, I was like, oh, like, you know, Jonas Corpus sallow. he he got a bag. He got got a bag. And then you watch everything kind of happening on, uh, uh, you know, just unfolding during the free agent day, and it kind of just stuck with our ride or die, I guess, man, but it made still seems like, at the very least, it is still a movable contract. It's not yeah, something that's going to bury you. Yeah, and I, and
1: I wouldn't be surprised that...
0: That's probably a thought that went into it. If
1: if he has a bad start to the year, maybe you do try to shop him. Maybe you try to, you know, shop him to Winnipeg for Connor Hellebucket. Because, I mean...
0: At this point, the goalie I mean, for a term for an expiring goalie, then you gotta. That's, but, yeah, that's. Right, said so like, 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 you gotta have
1: like a deal. It's like, almost like a sign and trade kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, but then at that point, but yeah, but we didn't have our Carlson fever dreams yet. Also true. You can't have Connor. Hellebuck.
1: yeah, and, and Eric, Carlson.
0: Eric Carlson. Carlson, you can't have it, I think as I, nice I, as that. I, would
1: I be. genuinely think that if the Penguins got Eric Carlson, listen.
0: Did the Penguins miss the playoffs last year? Yes. They deserve to.
1: They missed by a goddamn point,
0: though. They deserve to miss the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. The way you lose Chicago, I was to yelling, in, their, I was in, the yelling last game? in the arena in Ed, against the Edmonton game. I said, This is not a playoff team. I hope they miss it.
1: To lose like that with your season basically on the line against a terrible Chicago team the way that they did, they didn't deserve to make the playoffs. However, you revamp the bottom six. Say you bring in an Eric Carlson for Jeff Petrie. Uh,
0: I think that would be the shakeup that would be needed to get yeah, this team excited. Because If I, you're going to keep all these old boys together, you, you there's only a, one thing that could really a, shake it up things would be would be to somehow pull this off. You had high-level high seasons that. now. Because Hellebuck, you, I feel like they would just rely on the goalie more. Uh, cause like, like with that, I felt yeah. like they did that with Marc Andre Fleury. Yeah, exactly. Cause he was a hyper athletic goalie. Hey, this is advertising one of the best, we can rely on him to stop the pucks and you know we can pinch a bit more and be a little bit more dangerous because I know that guy's going to back me up. And, right. And, and then that's how you lead into, well, that old flyer series where we got our asses kicked and like a bunch of high scoring games. Yeah. But, um, yeah, where were you going?
1: I, I can't times. remember. I was trying. I kept four or five times.
0: <laughs> I was like, I don't know now. <laughs> Great, <laughs> that's fantastic news. But yeah, I mean, it's Carlson. Um, it, yeah, you like you can't. It's not. It's not fantasy hockey in that regard. You can't piece together. Like, yeah, all the, it's, all it's the, like all, it's not like you're going to get them and guarantee cards. yourselves to win the cup. I mean, yeah, look saw, what we, saw, we did with Jerome Ginlaw. Look what the Rangers did last year. Exactly, they did that. It they're trying. Like, they're oh. trying
1: to do it again too. They're trying to bring Jonathan Quick and Blake Wheeler in, and that's not going to help. That's that the team. old
0: Rangers hat and pony trick. They got to bring in. Gotta the, bring in
1: the, that old experienced guy.
0: At least Blake Wheeler was on a reasonable deal. Yeah, well, that's
1: because he got bought out from his good deal.
0: He's still making money either way. That's for sure. Still bringing the bread. So, man, what you been up to?
1: Still working out, doing my usual pushing. And Did like seven and a half miles yesterday, and then pushed up here today. And yeah, yeah, just and then uh, last last week, yeah, I think it was last week. Uh, one of our buddies in uh, from Ohio came in to skate and whatnot, and stayed with a buddy of mine up in Johnstown. So they came down here and we were able to get a couple hours of ice down here at Dalmont. So able to get some stick time in for about two or three hours in. So, and there it was just like five, four or five of us. No, yeah, like five or six of us. That's right. And rad. then a goalie. Actually, we had two goalies, too, the one day. So
0: Ooh, let it rip on them. Yeah,
1: yeah. The one it was the one guy's dad. So. I kind of felt bad just ripping pucks, but.
0: I mean, he's out there for exactly,
1: a reason. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it was just fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, just trying to kind of get after it and, like yeah, I said, still, keep myself on that path.
0: path is still blazing on here in the yeah. middle of July. As, uh, we touch almost 90 degrees out here today for the first. I feel like it's the first time this summer. Who cares about the weather? Why the f- Am I talking
1: it's, about it. it's pretty close, if not. But yeah, why are we talking weather? This is not a weather forecast. How do you no. th- How do you think the signing of Alex Nadolcavage is going to affect Casey to Smith?
0: Bye bye, Casey. He's probably going to go to the minors. What? I don't know. They could. I don't know. They're going to battle it out in camp. It's going to be an interesting battle, I think. About time you have some competition in the net too, because I feel like the last couple of years yeah. we just kind of let it be Casey as the backup, and there was no. And and there's now I'm no not internal a fan competition.
1: And, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah.
0: But, I just, I always just thought he was at best, maybe like if I stepped in, like yeah, if you like threw out just like an average-sized dude, and like, yeah, he's got some quick twitch and he could play good, but I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm sure he's still I a mean, quality goalie, but like compared to the best of the best, uh, you know, he's probably like. The 40th best goalie in the I league. I mean,
1: he, he had a he had a down year in Detroit, but also 70th. Detroit was not very good. So
0: yeah, Detroit a young and young gunning team. But it, don't forget when he was
1: in Carolina, he was he was yeah. pretty good. He he helped them win a couple of games in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and in so. those old EA Sports games too, the NHL or whatever year that he would have been like a younger one, he was a high potential prospect. So. It's always going to be cool. in the back of my head. He's always going to be. Great Great to know. Yeah.
1: I uh, yeah, I have written down here, so obviously, Justin Jarry was resigned. He was the best available option in free agency, I feel, goaltending-wise.
0: Yeah, and I feel like that's at the end of the day where I kind of was with everything, too. Yeah, I mean, you, you weren't were. going to
1: get anything better in free agency, and I don't think the trade market for a goalie is there because everybody wants a number one goalie and nobody has three number one goalies. Yeah. So
0: and, and and you know what? Sometimes the best thing that helps out getting people to do it their best is internal competition. Yeah, exactly. And and they also the Penguins
1: also signed a fourth goalie. I believe Magnus Helberg.
0: Yeah, another Red Wing guy. Yeah. Former Red Wing for a little bit. So
1: I mean just another, some more competition for Casey to – It
0: doesn't have the same luster as it did when we were young and Pens were in their first Cup run. Former Red Wing. Yeah, no. Yeah, former Red Wings back then. I thought I was getting like some grizzled veteran. I liked what I was hearing oh, from them. Yeah, like Tommy Holmstrom. That'd exactly.
1: Johan Franzen. Yeah, but but no, I so. Uh, I think he he'll be he'll beat out Casey DeSmith, and I think he'll end up being Jari's backup
0: this year. Nedeljkovic or yes. Nedeljkovic? Yes. Yeah, I, I believe so. And then how how many Yinzers do you think will actually pronounce his name correctly? Zero. Not even one on accident. No,
1: <laughs> no. they couldn't purposely say that right.
0: Nedeljkovic, knack.
1: Yeah, exactly. How nah, the hell did
0: Nedeljkovic do?
1: But so and I think the uh, Smith and Jar or the uh, Smith and Helberg are going to be sent to the minors. Maybe I-, I know Kyle Dubas said he wants to have depth at the goaltending position because let's face it. I mean we all know what happened in the one playoff run where we had to have Jeff Zadkoff come in and start.
0: I like that one. So I did too. Not the one where Louis Domingue had to come in. No,
1: having mm-hmm. his spicy pork.
0: Though it was pretty funny though, when we tried to make Louis Louis a thing. Yeah, because yeah. Because everybody was all They had that in Tampa Bay,
1: with for him in Tampa Bay, and then we were like, oh, we'll do that. No. Um, but, yeah, so I have him... I have DeSmith and Huber going to the minors, and like I said, you might see uh, Casey DeSmith gone, traded.
0: I don't think anybody would want him. I mean... I'm sure there's I somebody... Think, I think you'd still rather... like. See, I would rather have faith in Casey DeSmith as my third-string goalie. I have a lot more faith in that.
1: Arizona. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They have uh, like a kid my age, I think, Kirill Vimelka. But other than that, I don't know who they have in that. So they could use DeSmith as like. I feel a like backup. they just kind of
0: create players like... Aiden they they just yeah. Um eating him Yeah, He, he
1: kind of came out of nowhere with them and then got traded to Vegas. Um but yeah, I mean I still I still think that you might see uh, uh Jeff Petrie and Mikhail Grandlin moved. I, I feel like if obviously if we get Eric Carlson, you're moving Jeff Petrie. And from what I've heard, um San Jose does not want to retain a whole lot of salary. On Eric Carlson, like maybe $3, 4000000 million. Please. Which would put...
0: Now, granted, that's not bad, so,
1: but he's making $11 million. Is
0: it 11 or 11 and a half? I think the cap hit is 11 and
1: a I think half. cap hit might be 11 5 Re- Regardless, you're looking at, what, $7, eight and a half. So, I mean, that's not terrible, but if you could somehow get a third team like Arizona involved, you can move Mikhail Grandland and one of the goalies, or Mikhail Grandland and Jeff Petrie, one of those two. Whoever
0: I, you send back, I think it would almost have to be Petrie because you can't.
1: You can't. You have to, Petrie's gone no matter what. It's just a matter of where you end up sending him. But I think if you end up doing a three-team trade, you can have double salary retention on Carlson, right? So you get San Jose to do whatever percentage-wise they want to do. Because this was then some you of the get, stuff that Jimmy
0: Rutherford did for the Derek Broussard deal,
1: right? And then you get um, like an Arizona or somebody that has a bunch of cap space that they need to fill before the season starts. You get them to eat what? What's the max? Fifty percent? Yes. So I don't think you're going to get somebody to retain fifty percent unless you're giving up a lot.
0: No, but if they eat another three or four million,
1: exactly. And then you're down to like. What four, five, six million for Eric Carlson for the next four years? I'm all right with that. Again, six, seven, eight million, not against it, because look at the production you're getting. But
0: I digress. So the Carlson fever dreams are absolutely running rampant, and mm-hmm. um, and listen for great reason. Yeah, because that's kind of the best most realistic chance of assembling a Penguins pretend. It feels like uh, just like one of them being be GM actually going for the best player, just loading it up one last time. Yeah. Uh, oh. I mean, you think we'll have to sacrifice some futures? Definitely probably a first.
1: I would say probably next year's first. But – you get Eric Carlson. Your hope is you're going to make a deep run, so that pick's not going to be a high pick for you anyway. Yeah.
0: Which, and for the record, point, there's nobody else I'd probably want to even consider making a similar trade for.
1: No, I I can't really think of anybody. I mean,
0: I know there was Noah Hannafin talk during this two week stretch here, but I don't think point, it wouldn't
1: be near the return that Carlson would get. First of all,
0: yeah, and. Carlson just does something that Hannafin doesn't do, and that's run a power play. Yeah. And that's something that the Penguins don't have since Gonchar. Yeah. I mean, don't get
1: me wrong. The tank can run a power play, but they need that second guy. Jeff Petrie's okay on the power play. But to have, like you said, somebody like Sergei Gonchar who just can read a play and then... Just know exactly what to do with it. Not even necessarily having to look, just know what to do with a puck. Unreal. That'd be so good for this Penguins
0: team. Just, and then, like uh, like I heard uh, on the radio today, just kind of having a reset point. Just having a reset point. It would be be one of those very good things
1: for the locker room, where I think everybody in the locker room will go, holy shit, we pulled this off? Yeah, and that's like kind of what get, I was referring this to. this guy? Yeah, that's yeah. kind of
0: what I was referring to earlier. It's like, since you committed to the old guys with Sid, Gina, the tank, and, well, maybe Jake, I think that's really your only move that you can make. It's to, like, shake things up at this point. Exactly, yeah, yeah. To so shake there's off no the real... staleness off. Yeah, there's... Of another potential playoff defeat.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean... Maybe you... The only thing I could have thought would have been like forward wise bringing like an Alex to brink because he's not sounding like he's really wanting to do a whole lot of talking with Ottawa.
0: That's going to be more expensive but, than yeah than this. Well, in terms of cap and uh, what he's going to want as his contract is, he's not going to sign a deal and then get retained and because he's going to want nine million right. I don't think it's. I. I think I don't think they're going to care about some kid coming in. I think the only thing that they're going to care about is is this guy that they literally battled against in twenty seventeen. Yeah, exactly. Who showed? Who gave them his actual all in that? <laughs> literally
1: in, their, in that series against us, yeah. Gave yeah in that
0: 2017. 20, yeah seventeen yeah that was
1: yeah the one that ended the Ottawa Senators franchise.
0: Uh, yeah, for that. <laughs> that, that uh, era of their hockey team. Yep, it did. Yeah, happen. for
1: the last six years or so.
0: I will say they got an exciting team. They do. They, they, they got they an really interesting do. team. It's fun. Yeah,
1: yeah. They, get, they got another young defenseman coming up. I think he might be even Jake Sanderson. He's going to be really good. I think he was already I think up he, last I knew, season. Yeah, he played, I think he played late last
0: season. Yeah, he was up a good bit.
1: I, I know he, he was in hurt. college. I know he was playing. I think University of North Dakota or something like that. But
0: I feel like that was two years ago because I'm pretty sure he played last year. Maybe. maybe yeah. League. I don't even. I couldn't tell way. you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's regardless. He's going to be very good for them. And then they got a lot of still got a lot of good young forwards coming out. They still got.
0: And they 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 can score and they can hit. And that's what I and and Timmy Stutzel. Yeah. yeah. I, I saw a stat. Uh, he actually also had over 100 hits, and there was only, like, a few players in the league with, like, 100 hits and 80-something and, points. Oh, wow. I was just like, damn. Like, yeah, I could, it's I could only good. really think of, like, three off the top of my head. Yeah, and two of them are on the same team. Yeah. And the same team that the their fans <laughs> once clamored, no, we need to get Philip Zadina. <laughs> So that's an interesting one, though. I've made a couple of jokes about that, but uh, because he was a Red Wings high pick and uh, sixth overall pick 2018, something something like like that. that. Yeah. Um, And already put on waivers for buyout. Buyout. Yeah. Full blown, mutually exclusive termination of the contract. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, would you have any interest in him on a Penguin team? I don't think he'd want to play here.
1: I don't. I don't think we have the position for him. Yeah, he he's not a third line. He's not a role player. Or, I'm sorry.
0: Well, it's kind of starting to look like that's kind of the direction his career might be he, heading
1: in the NHL. Yes, but I don't. He's still young. Don't get me wrong. I think he's still only like 23.
0: And sometimes it fixes snaps and, like that. Yeah, it can
1: happen at the, at the snap of a finger. 23 to
0: 27. That's some good maturing years.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. So maybe maybe he ends up popping off somewhere, but I, I mean, I would. So I think with he's, he's going to want at least a million or two.
0: Well, no, I don't even think the money's going to be an issue. I don't think that's going to be the issue. No, here. not for I us. Think, I think the issue. I don't even think that... Uh, well, because he already just, went just on waivers once. He already went on waivers once and went completely unclaimed. So they already let teams have him for free, and everybody passed. Them, yeah. And now it's a full-blown termination of the contract. So, like, he's not even getting a buyout. Yeah, right. He's getting no money. He's betting on himself to find to the right find spot. The
1: right and, maybe, you know, I mean... Yeah, it's a ball. Does a team move. like Vancouver could be a good fit for him because they. I mean, I feel like Vancouver is the exact.
0: To, I feel like Vancouver is the quickest way to derail, derail his career. career. <laughs> I think that's the actual quickest way to derail. I'm his career. I'm just whole trying to career. think of somebody that uh, could. He'll go play at like, the Czech League and we'll never hear from him again. Yeah, I if just, he went I, to Vancouver, I don't know.
1: I, I don't know. because he's not a he's not a third or fourth line player. Yotes, he, yeah, could go and play a top six role for them because Chicago. Gonna, that could, that might be a little bit more realistic. I mean, they got. I, don't, I I can't remember what side him and Halsey play, but maybe maybe you try a line of him, Halsey and Bedard. I don't know. I mean, I, I know you you get a Corey Perry and or Nick Felino to probably play with him, but. I think. I mean, cool. that options there.
0: I think. Yeah, one of those two guys is going to be. They yeah, might just they're going to staple him. They might just I mean, flank him with both. Fuck it.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, you, you you're not going to get Taylor Hall and not play him with this kid.
0: Split up the offense, but
1: it's not happening. Not not in Chicago. Not when they have just those two.
0: Speaking of Chicago, that um, maybe we should start doing interviews because that uh, Kyle Davidson thing. I, like Kyle Davidson interview the draft yeah. So for those of you that don't know,
1: there's been there was an interview going around to this uh, NHL GM, and he was just walking around. So the draft was in Nashville, and he was walking down. I think it's like Broadway in Nashville, and he's just casually wearing a T-shirt and a, like a backwards baseball hat, and, and they're asked, these people are like that are like a Nashville hockey podcast
0: asking them all these penalty questions. box radio. Yeah. I want to credit them because I don't want their
1: Yeah, know. we don't need their podcast yeah. coming after us. Yeah. But but no, that I Good mean, work. Listen, it was good a good vi- It was a, it was a great video.
0: Good work, gents. Yeah, it's brilliant. Even the <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't have recognized. I would Kyle have had Davidson. no idea. Yeah, what's up, Kyle? In his
1: late thirties, maybe mid to thir- mid to late thirties. Yeah, I would just think he's some dude. And yeah, he's just some dude. He's like I said. You don't you don't think when you think of a general manager of a professional sports team, you're not thinking of a guy walking down the street in a backwards baseball hat and a t shirt and like probably some flip flops or
0: yeah. I don't know. He's just being himself.
1: Yeah, that's just it.
0: But I, I feel like
1: most people don't have that vision of a general manager who's got to be like a millionaire, multi-millionaire.
0: Yeah. Money don't change it. Don't let the money change Exactly. It.
1: But a lot of people don't see it that way. A lot of people let the money change them. So, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, that he ended up being interviewed for – like two or three minutes and then he, they had no idea who he was and finally he was like i should probably go back and like tell them who i was so yeah. he walks back up to him and they're like are you serious so they like they literally looked him up right down the spot i would have oh, i would
0: have not believed him yeah, as well. Be exactly like, you're missing. Me. Like,
1: fuck out of here man but like if a dude walks past doesn't say anything and then walks back and then tells you I might be a little bit more inclined to believe him at that point.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I think at that point, too, because, like, you already did the whole interview, and then why would he come up and
1: – And then be like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. I'm this big shot. Like, uh, I'm an executive By for the way, you, team. Act-
0: you actually just uh, did a professional media interview <laughs> and had no clue. The he, answers were great, though, because, like – The way he, he was, rattled
1: off, like, ten Blackhawks players, and they were like, oh, how many NHL players can you name in, like, 30 seconds or something? And he's been with the Hawks for like 10, 12 years, something like that. So he literally, he was like, Brian Bickle, Johnny Oduya, Michael Roosevelt. Yeah, they, they're like, like, what?
0: They're like, oh, those guys, those they're are like, all throwbacks. Who's it's Michael
1: like- Roosevelt?
0: <laughs>
1: Shout out to a former Penguin Michael Roosevelt.
0: Oh, man, those were some <laughs> good days. They were. And they were bad days. Um, yeah, so Michael Roosevelt. Yeah, the X generation kind of, of penguins speaking of, yes, speaking of the eras of running back and everything where like I just can't forget the dumb things like that of the yeah. 2000s and those sports teams And yeah Michael Roosevelt that's a name along with Rob Makowiak that's always at the top of my head
1: Rico Fada
0: oh yeah baby yeah. and Steve McKenna yeah. that's my dude I
1: Wonder if he's still coaching over in Australia
0: I hope so that'd be awesome I don't know what Steve McKenna's up to. I don't think he gets. I just knew at one. No, I
1: just knew at one point, like on his like Wikipedia page or something, he was listed as a professional coach over in Australia.
0: (laughs) I was like, all right, I mean, hey. So, uh, fun fact: uh, we told some penguins tales last time too. I think was Steve McKenna the first penguin you ever met? Um, among them, yeah, yeah, it was the first time. Yeah, it was the first time I had met a group of penguins. Yeah. Yeah, because that was at the old Cannonsburg South Point rink, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. So, our, him and our dad are about the, the same height. They're about six foot six. And back then, Jay was in pretty decent shape. So, I just, he tells us all the time.
0: Right in the age wheelhouse. Yeah. He would look like a professional athlete. Yeah.
1: So, all these kids kept coming up to him for like ha- signing an autograph. And he was like, no, nah, I'm not. And, the, and Steve McKenna literally just looks at him and goes, just sign it for him. Just <laughs> he, he was like, "What?" And he was like, "Just sign." They don't know who the hell you are. They they don't know that you're not an NHL player. Just sign your name. Just sign something. I was like, "I mean, hey, why not?" Like, give some little kid your. I want five hundred dollars. I've given my autograph to little kids before, and
0: um, is that is that cool? Is that cool to do? I never got. The yeah, it nobody is cares when you're especially anything.
1: whenever it's like another disabled kid. Yeah. So, like, being on the being on the U.S. National Development team, we had a couple of kids come in somewhere, a couple of different times, and uh, it was just like a a meet and greet for them. I don't, I I shouldn't call it this, but it's basically like a make a wish kind of a thing for them, or like they get to see a bunch of people disabled playing sports, so get to re- like realize that oh, I I could do this if I really want to. Kind of a thing, but, like, or that or they're just, like, kids that are, they know that the team's going to be in town that weekend because you have the same training areas, so they know the schedule, and then they're just like, whoa, this is so cool, can I have your autograph? Even just able-bodied kids. It's, like, the coolest thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean. they don't know. They just see, like,
1: somebody in a wheelchair, and they're like, that's awesome, and they're little kids, and they're like, can you sign
0: this? I'm like, yeah, why not? Wow, he is a really good hockey yeah, player. Yeah, he
1: has no legs, and he's really good at playing hockey.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe these will be worth something someday. <laughs> Nobody really knows. Maybe still the Milan quest remains if, on.
1: Well, definitely if you're uh, Brody Royball or Declan Farmer, your signatures. I something.
0: I saw a Brody Royball, another Brody Royball video on my phone today. Doesn't surprise me. Oh,
1: That kid's everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah, and like I even see people like just shouting him out in the comments. It's like imagine you just go out and just see Brody rolling down the street. I'm like, wow, they sound like me. Just talking, him by his first name at this point. The kid's
1: literally just a torso. Yeah, I mean, he's a monster of a torso. I mean, yeah. Good grief. Literally, just like nothing from like the waist down.
0: I remember, (laughs) I remember broing down with him once, real quick. Yeah. Yeah, you got in trouble too. Anyways, before we get too deep into that, you we're gonna that wrap isn't. up the show. Hey, everybody, thanks again for tuning in. It's been another great one. Uh, it's hot as balls out there. We're gonna have some good times. We got uh, maybe some guests on the horizon, and uh, well, and we're gonna be uh, breaking down some more stuff for you uh, as these summer dog days wear down. So, thanks for listening again, and uh, y'all. Yeah. All
1: right, thanks, guys. See you next week.
0: Let's go, Pans.